The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Thrilled to have a little bit more voice after two days off for the holidays. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Um, Happy Hanukkah, however you celebrate it. Happy Holidays. I'm here with Pete Prisco and RJ White. We're going to do the Picks Podcast. If you want to go back and listen, we got two evergreen pods in the queue, though. You can go check out our uh, Christmas Day 90 minute holiday mailbag it's not actually holiday related we just released it on holiday lots of super friends talk and then we had a hall of fame discussion which we actually should have gotten pete for because he's a you're not a hall of fame voter but you've been watching football uh for 65 years as a as a medium uh 70 i think it is you gotta if you're gonna give me credit for it give me the extra five were you born in a did you, did you like pop out of the womb and you're like football i love football i think i did actually it was, I'm telling you what, football was a big deal in my house since I was a kid. Your mom was a uh, huge uh, Giants fan. Loved it. She was a Phil Sims fan. I tell him all the time, throw it. She used to yell, throw it, Philip, throw it, Philip. And my dad would be sitting there going, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. And then Phil, Sims tell me, I told Sims that story, and he goes, we won some Super Bowls that way, didn't we? <laughs> I go, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, RJ, happy holidays, buddy. How you doing? Good. Happy holidays to you. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, we don't really celebrate it until uh, our, my brother flies in. We do a late Christmas. So, How about you, Willie boy? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, we went to uh, my in-laws last week, and then my in-laws came and stayed at our house on Christmas Eve, opened up a bunch of presents. This is a really good Christmas. Five years old is really fun for a kid, for your kid. Yeah, like I, bet he, I bet he got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he got – and, like, everything he would open, he would go, <gasps> And like freak out and everybody's videotaping it and getting all emotional and the grandparents loved it. It was, it was a great Christmas. What was, I saw you tweet out something, a box full of baseball cards. What was that? Yeah. So my mom, we went back to my parents' house on Christmas day and spent, um, we're recording this on the day after Christmas, the 26th. You're listening on the 27th. You can also watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS sports. We have the video up there. Um, we spent Christmas night at my parents' house and, um, uh, my mom was like, please get all your baseball cards and comic books the hell out of here. And I started digging through them. I think I'm going to make some cash off these. I'm going to try and sell them. Uh, I've got like a bunch of, bunch of good comics and a bunch of good baseball cards from the 90, you know, early 90s on. A uh, ton of amazing Spider-Man and a bunch of, uh, you'll make, like, you'll make money on your comics. You're making nothing on those baseball cards. That market has crashed. 
I don't know though. The ninety-two. I'm telling you. Like, well, go on Netflix and watch. There's a documentary a guy did on baseball cards. It, it's just crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, well, it's because all the one. But like, I'm saying, I've got stuff that was before it blew up. Like, I've got cards from like eighty-seven through ninety-two when before like they were mass printed. I got cards from the seventies and they're worth nothing. Oh well. Um, I found. Uh, I found. I didn't bring it up to my office, but I found. Remember, of course, the '92 Dream Team. I have the uh, ten card collection of all the coaches and each player, and I found all ten of them. I looked online; like, it was there's like it was up for sale on Etsy for like fourteen hundred bucks. That can't be right. How about when you used to go to the Super Bowl? They used to give you way back in the early '90s. They'd give you a special edition to the media, a special edition set of cards printed for each team with the Super Bowl logo on it. And I look at them and I looked it up; they're worth nothing, zero. Uh, how? Do you yeah, have a bunch of them? I have a bunch of cards, yeah. Why don't you give them to me and I'll give them to my cousins because they love football cards. Uh, it'll be a hundred bucks for each cousin. <laughs> I have one cousin. How um, many? <laughs> let's get to our picks from last week. Oh my God. Another bad week for me. I am trying to give away the CBS Sports against the spread title this year. Jared Dubin, Ryan Wilson storming on me. It went one three and one of my best bets. Uh, that's miserable. 54% on the season now. I got a, I got a big slate coming up this week and I don't mind it. I like the week 17 slate. So I don't, I don't want to say I checked out the last two weeks, but I need to get laser locked again for the final week and then make a great push into the playoffs. RJ three, four. Unfortunately, you guys didn't really do anything to catch me. Uh, RJ three, four and one. Pete three, three and one. Pushes are dropped from the record as you can see if you're watching on YouTube. Um, 47% for RJ needs. I'm only two behind you now, RJ. Yeah, you're you don't want to be in the cellar. You do not want to be in the cellar. I've spent the year in the cellar. <laughs> it's not nice down there. It's ugly. It's gross. Yeah, they lost me in the cellar. Nobody remembers that when I go eleven and zero in the playoffs. Wow, huge run. Wow, this makes you remember surprise. I was playoff champion last year. Yeah, barely, barely, but you know what? Close. Yeah, it's good it's for you. One, yeah. Close is only good in slow dancing and grenades. I mean, it, it doesn't yeah, matter. And I, I came out on the positive side, so it's still a, it's still a win. It's still a win for the pocketbook. I've never heard the. The slow dancing version. I've heard horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, slow dancing. You're close. You're close in slow dancing. They ever put that up? Uh, Unless you went footloose and you used to have to put your hands. They put out the like balloon. That. Put the balloon between you. Yeah. At the middle school dance. Make sure you yeah. weren't getting all grindy. You put the uh, balloon. Did they actually put the balloon between you in middle school? Nah, nah. See, nah, and nah. well, I went to Catholic school when I was younger, so they didn't you, dare go do anything because you would have got cracked in the back of the head with a ruler. Yeah, so you're just a good kid. Um, this may surprise you. Our parlay was not a winner. No, gosh, I would have swore it was a winner. One and two. Arizona won outright. That Jacksonville Atlanta over. How did that not hit? Well, because the the Falcons went up and down the field and didn't score. They turned it over. Right. I mean, they was... scored 14 points in the first five. And minutes. the Buffalo New England under should have hit. Yeah, that's tough. By the way, anybody who had New England got a gift. Yeah. Buffalo should have covered that. Yeah, I, was, I knew once they scored, they were going to go for two, and that was the end of that. I knew once I looked at the Super Contest consensus picks and Buffalo was number one, I was like, well, New England's covering this somehow. I don't know how, but they're covering. And you saw once they got the ball back and they went down, they were going for two. They were going to right. cover that number. I had Buffalo as one of my picks. You did too. Mm-hmm. Mm, I did not, thankfully. Um, let's dive into the picks, shall we? By the way, let's remember to rate and review. Uh, and Look, if you didn't listen to every episode – Here's a Christmas present I want from listeners. You didn't listen to every episode. Still go through your feed and download every episode. And after you download it, delete it. That's fine. If you want to listen, awesome. 
Right? We need a, I need a little push for downloads. I'm trying to hit a magic number for the third month in a row. So give me some downloads. Hook me up. Hook, hook a brother up. Drop some reviews in there. We'll, uh, we get the magic number. Debo will do, we'll get Debo. Debo will get a Carson Wentz tattoo or something. First game out of the gates. Sunday night football. NFC West title all on the line. 49ers at the Seahawks. The Marshall Lynch is coming back for this game. That's how big this game is. Pete, you're a little uh, skeptical. You're tweeting about Sean Alexander, various other Seahawks running backs with the 49ers. Kurt Warner. Minus- Kurt Warner, Kurt yeah. Warner. I mean, Steve, you, you Chris go, Warren. Chris Warren. You go back. His son is a free agent. I wanted them to sign yeah. his son. Go back, go back and find out all the old Seahawks running backs because that's about what Marshawn Lynch will be able to do. I, I, I like Seattle in this game. It's not because of Marshawn Lynch. It's because I think Russell Wilson is going to be able to make a lot of plays. Plus, I'm getting three and a half points. It's a tough place to play. They beat the 49ers already. The 49ers are still banged up. I think there's going to be opportunities for Wilson. I don't love this Seahawks team. I love the Seahawks in this spot. You're going to give me three and a half. I'm taking it. Yeah, Seattle's banged up too, though. I know. Uh, three and a half is a line. It, because of that hook, I kind of wanted to go with the Seahawks, but I'm just going to stay away. My lean would probably be the 49ers because they're getting a little bit healthier while Seahawks just aren't. Looks like um, Clowney's going to play, though, so that would be a big lift for the Seahawks. Um, but Seahawks point differential is plus 12. I mean, that's not great. That's around an 8-8 eight and eight team. It's worse than what the Eagles, Rams, and even the Buccaneers have. And now you got injuries is a big issue. I just think San Francisco is the more talented team overall. Seattle's home field hasn't been that tough to play in this year. They've oh, they've lost three times, right? So I'm not that scared of that home field and that home environment i think san fran can go up there and win looking at the number one seed so i would lean to the 49ers but it's not a strong play and if seattle wins and green bay wins and green bay is the number one seed in the nfc right that is correct i would lean towards san francisco here i mean a little worried that the line is inflated because but i mean both teams need something i just think san francisco is a better team right now i mean the, the only reason to conjure up that Seattle would win and cover this game is Russell Wilson magic, right? I mean, that's the only thing the Seahawks are better yeah, at. If you go to the court, quarterback scales, Russell Wilson better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, yeah, undoubtedly. But right. you look at everything yeah. else. I think San Fran is pretty much stacked everywhere else. So Yeah, are they stacked? They're pretty better much. up front on the defensive line for sure. They're probably better on the offensive line. I mean, I would take the whole defense over the Seattle defense. The linebackers are over nobody's better than Bobby Wagner. The linebackers, yeah. The the 49ers are substantially better on defense than the Seahawks. Oh yeah, they're better on defense. Right. So I don't. Not and you know they haven't played great the last month of the season on defense. Injuries to running backs shouldn't you know kill your team. You know because it's it's we always talk about how how uh, interchangeable those guys are. But if there's one team that's going to kill, it's Seattle because they lean on their running game so much. Well, the 49ers lean on their running game and it didn't kill them, and their guys get hurt. They just keep going. They've leaned on the running game at time, and they've passed it at time. Seattle just runs, runs, runs. That's that's all they do. That's their identity. That's why it's going to be Russell Wilson Day. It should be. Finally. You think they're going to cut Russell Wilson loose in this game? I do. You have to. Why? Why would they suddenly do that? Because if you go back and look at how you attack that defense, you throw on it. That's why. Look yeah. at look at look at what Drew Brees did. Right. Mm-hmm. They gave up a boatload of points in that game. I think they're going to give up a boatload of points here. Ooh, you like the over here? I do. Yeah, I just haven't seen them being flexible enough to attack a different. That's a problem. Is so, it, are they flexible? They have to be, though. You don't yeah, there's. Game. I mean, you see a lot of these teams. They have their identity. They just they figure they can beat you their way. So they need to have that mentality of being flexible. And if they but are, like what's San Francisco's it. identity to run the ball, right? But they've shown more flexibility. But they went and they went on the road. They and They go, had to throw the ball against they play the, Arizona. They throw the ball over Arizona. But they had to go throw the ball against New Orleans, and they did. Right. 
No. They've shown flexibility. Kyle Shanahan has definitely shown flexibility. I don't know that Seattle has. Yeah, they have to here though. They will. I like Seattle. But that, I, I I'm with you. But if they cut Russell Wilson loose, I want the three and a half. But <laughs> last year they went to the playoffs against the Cowboys and it was like, here's here's what's not working. I agree. They, they waited too long. Over and over and over again. I agree. They waited too long. So why are they going to magically do it against San Francisco? They have to. They have no running game right now. That's never nothing. stopped before. They have nothing. Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't stop them. Travis Homer? They don't care. Though so I'm telling you, they will let him loose this week. Are, Watch. are you... Is this your intuition or is somebody, somebody telling you this? What's no, nobody told me this. It's just common sense. It's football common sense. They don't use common sense. They will today. They will this week. You watch. Definition of insane. You take the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm taking Russell Wilson. I, I believe, want the Seahawks can you believe? Can you believe that's coming out of my mouth the way I just described that whole scenario right there? I want Seattle to win because then I get a much-needed victory on my Seahawks. Uh, NFC West future bet after the Colts and uh, Steelers and Panthers drain my account. I need the Seahawks to replenish it. All right. Pete's got the Seahawks. RJ and I have nothing in that game. But it's Sunday night. You're going to bet on it. So maybe wait and see where the line goes. Eagles minus four and a half at the Giants. The over-under is 45. Pete loves, loves, loves the Giants. Just like another Giants fan that we know whose name shall remain nameless, but he never paid RJ for winning the playoff bet. It's just Prisco. Who? Oh, yeah. That hey, was Prisco. No. Didn't pay me. I was the winner. Oh, yeah. Costa Don't take away the loan excitement I've had in the last we year just of winning. Talk, just talked about right. 15 minutes ago. Pension? He's already like, no. Oh, my God. Get some memory, would you? Um, Get a new memory chip put in that brain because you're missing it's something there. Christmas, man. I'm a little foggy. Hey, uh, no, I do like the Giants. I don't love them. I, I like them because I think that game's going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to be Eagles are going to struggle here. Because the pressure's all on them. The Giants have played better on offense. I think they're loose on offense. And, you know, the Eagles are still limited outside the passing game. I think the Giants hang around. Eagles win the game, but they win it by a field goal. Yeah, I can't lay this many points with how banged up the Eagles are on the road now. It's Zach Ertz. It says broken rib. It's just over and over and over. Who's going to play in this game? Uh, how can you lay points on the road with this team? You don't know who's playing. The offense has been playing well regardless, especially against bad defenses, and I would quantify Giants as a bad yes. defense. But Giants took them to overtime in Philly in Week 14. Now this is at the Giants. Maybe it's a little bit bad matchup for them, and they have all their personnel back. I like teasing the Giants up to over 10 points, get a six-point teaser, get them plus 10 and a half. I just can't see the Eagles blowing anybody like out. Like that, RJ. Hurt, so. I like that. Who's your other tees with? Uh, take the Chiefs. If you push, if you get a minus eight and a half, get them down to two and a half. All they got to do is win by a field goal. Put those two teams Like together. your teaser. Teaser of the week. Teaser of the week. Did you send that out on Sportsline? I sent it out on CBSSports.com. There you go. I like it. Teaser of the week. By the way, you can get all of RJ's picks on Sportsline. Sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white and get a... Uh, first month for a dollar now you can't get like you don't put your teasers on there though, right i don't put my teasers in sports line there's no like way to you know game the system to do teasers but i do uh, a tips article every wednesday on cbs sports this time it was actually thursday because obviously it's christmas week but good deal i uh, like that teaser on there i like it um i could see this game going over i could see that too if the eagles manufacture offense like they've been manufacturing offense but and it's more of a play against the giants defense like you just said rj and I know uh, weather can shift here and there, but it looked like it was bad weather for a lot of these earlier-ish games. Uh, this is a 425 game, so maybe it doesn't have that much of an impact. But when you look at the weather report for all those stadiums on the East Coast, it looked pretty bad for for uh, this Sunday. So, Well, it's looking like um, 48 degrees, which is not crazy cold for late December in, in New York. Um, 
I guess New Jersey is what we should look up, but same thing, right? Uh, so, and uh, the rain is going to come in the afternoon, as of right now. It does appear that we will see seven miles an hour wind. And it's supposed to start raining fairly heavily in the afternoon. So that's something to watch out for. I actually think if you get rain in this sort of setup with not bad wind, that you could see the the total drop down to like 41 or like 43 or something like that, like on game day and might be value on the over because these, both these secondaries stink and they might be. Could be, could be. They could be. You got to hold on to the ball though, too. So I mean, True. people fumbling the ball over the place. It, it takes points off the board. It points. It can. It depends on where you fumble. Do you like anything in this game, Willie boy? Um, the Giants seem too obvious, but every, but then I look at our expert page and you're the only one who took the Giants against the spread. And now I want to take the Giants too. So, um, I will, I took the Eagles in my picks. I will probably flip and go Giants if everybody thinks the Eagles are going to roll. Because I, I think I think the opposite of what everybody thinks is going to happen will happen here. Like if everybody thinks the Eagles are going to roll, then the Eagles are going to struggle. I can definitely see – I can see the Giants beating the Eagles and then the, the, the Cowboys sneaking in the playoffs. That's not out of control. And then you, uh, fl- you take three points for home field, you know, add them to both sides. Would this game be 10.5 in Philly? Right. Like I don't think so. Not no, with I don't the injuries. So it seems, seems like you're getting a little bit of value on the Giants. I'm with you there. And look, Philly's defense stinks. You come with anything through the pass and that you can get, you can get after them. Uh, Titans at Texans, another divisional matchup that, uh, has big time playoff implications. The Titans are at the Texans. The Titans are minus three and a half. The over under is 45 and a half. This line opened, Pete, with the Titans, or I say RJ, cause you have a best bet on this. The line opened with I the Titans. Minus, oh, okay. Um, oh, so do I. Uh, the line opened with the Titans minus five. It fell down to three and a half on the news from Bill O'Brien that he was going to play all his players and play to win. Uh, here's the thing. He's not going to do that. He's saying that so they'll get ready in the event that Kansas City loses to the Chargers or looks like they're going to lose. And then he can get the guys out there and he can play everybody. If the Chiefs win or the Chiefs are up big, I think you're going to see inactives pop up and you're also going to see him pull guys after the first half, after the first quarter. You're not going to, like, Sean Watson's not going to blow out his Achilles out there playing the Titans in a meaningless Week 17 game, right? Well, it I might love not them. be meaningless, though. I mean, it but probably it, will be, but it might not be. If the Chiefs but, lost, they'd be the third but, seed. But won. the Chiefs are at 1 o'clock, and this game is at 4 o'clock. So they will know. I, I still think – I agree. I don't know why you would play the guys anyways. I sit them out. That's me. But. And it seems like he's already laying the framework for that because Watson, I think, was on the injury report to start the week with a limited with a back injury. So, that, I mean, that just lays the groundwork to say put him as questionable and make him an actor. And plus motivation is a, a factor here too. You're playing – one team's playing to get in. The other one's playing for a seed. Motivation is clearly on the side of the of the Titans. And uh, I, I'd i like the Titans in this game. I, just, I think the, I like the way they're playing. They're going to get Henry back. They'll run the ball. They'll be more physical. And, and – the Texans' defense has been bad. I mean, Winston turned the ball over a bunch last week, but he had guys wide open. They couldn't rush the passer. I think Tennessee's going to go in there and win this game, whether they play or not. And I've listed the Texans' defensive stats here, you know, before, but it's it's like against the run in the pass, they're both like bottom six yeah. or seven. And then you look at situationally red zone and uh, in, in that kind of in third downs, they're also like bottom two or three. So, yeah, I think Tennessee can go up and down the field on them. Best bet for me is Titans minus three and a half as well. Uh, they're still playing well despite back-to-back losses. They outgained their opponents in both of those. So it's not a thing where they're getting beat and they're getting they're outclassed by teams. They could easily just still be racking up wins. Um, eight of the last nine Tennessee games have also gone over. Texans defense, we just said it's bad. I would lean the over there too, but best bet's going to be Texans, uh, Titans minus three and a half. I just don't think the Texans show up. Uh, we'll put it in the parlay because we've all got the Titans as a best bet. I, I think 
if you're going to look over, I would look to the Titans team total over at 24 and a half. I think that's the safer bet because right. they're not going to stop scoring. Like under, under no circumstances will they cease to score. Like they're not going to get to 20 and be like, well, we're good. Their defense isn't good enough to do that. You can't give up points. And so I think you'll see them continue to try to pile on. I think 28 is a bare minimum for the Titans here. The question is, will we get AJ McCarron? Will we get Deshaun Watson? You know, will DeAndre Hopkins be out there? Will Fuller's not going to be out there? That offense clams up a little bit anyway. So I would not, I wouldn't want to mess with the over itself personally, although I think they will probably get there. Um, I would rather get the, the Titans team total over if it's me. Moving along to the Steelers and Ravens, another divisional game. Steelers minus two at the Ravens. Um, the playoff implications for the Titans, if the Titans win, they are in. If the Titans lose and the Steelers win, the Steelers are in. That is why they are favored by two points at the Ravens, who have already clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and therefore will not be playing Lamar Jackson, will not be playing Mark Ingram, will not be playing Marshall Yonda, probably will not be playing Ronnie Stanley. Uh, who else is sitting out for the, for the Ravens? Uh, Earl Thomas, a bunch of people. So. You, you, but you gotta uh, play, you gotta, you can't sit out that many. Guys gotta play. So. Uh, right. You, the, the stars aren't gonna play, and Lamar Jackson's not gonna play, and Ingram's not gonna play. But is RG3 better than Duck Hodges? That's the question you got to ask yourself. And the answer to that question yes. is yes. Clearly, he's a better player. So your backup quarterback's better than what's being started on the other side of the field. I know the motivations to the Steelers, but I think Baltimore's backups, whoever plays and whoever does start, the starters who normally play, who start, are better than what the Steelers will put out there. I'll take the points and take the Ravens. Yeah, you see these adjustments in these games, and they're usually six or seven points from where they should be. The the Vikings game should be minus seven, and it's minus one. And that's just, you know, there's six or seven somewhere on there. If this if this was all out for Baltimore, they would have to be favored by 14, considering how bad that that Steelers offense has looked. Maybe even a little more. 16 points is way too much. Like even knowing that Lamar Jackson to play, so I'm with you. Best bet for the Ravens plus two. I mean, it's I, they're gonna they're gonna roll the defense. You can't sit that many people if you're gonna sit these offensive guys. No. You only get 45 guys in the active right. roster. So people got to play, and uh, that defense can shut down Duck. We're gonna trust Duck Hodges on the road. You know, laying points. No, I don't think so. Not against this defense. Coaches also aren't resting. Harbaugh is gonna be calling in the game. It's not like he's going to take the game off and he's going to play to win. He's not going to just kneel out and, and run away. So if Baltimore's going out, all out, like I said, it'd be I think 14 and a half and people would still be taking the Ravens. So you're getting great value on the Ravens here. Also love the under. I have best bet is under 37 and a half uh, just because I don't see Duck playing that all. And even if Baltimore gets a little bit conservative, it's going to go under because that Steelers defense is really good. It is good. So they're playing for something. All these Pittsburgh games have been going under and under because their offense is bad and their defense is great. So, so you got a Ravens and a Ravens under is the best bet. Ravens and, and the under. Well, Two in this game. I have the same best bets. RJ's accusing me of copying his paper. Not true. I'm not trying to, trying to shut me out. I'm, you know, you know, I'm he's trying doing. to come come back and he's going to yeah. shut me out. It's it's. Don't send your picks in before his. <laughs> I mean, I I just picked the games I wanted to pick. You uh you also didn't send in your picks for sport uh, for our place for expert picks until like today there was a vacancy everybody's waiting for Wilson to send his picks and everybody's so check him out too everybody's picks were in except for yours yeah you know what yesterday was Christmas it's about Jesus man it's so not about that picks. means that means you Jesus. can't you can't send your picks in it's about Jesus and gambling on the NBA not about not about not about everyone else got their picks in everybody got their picks in Christmas mine are in and Wilson's in it call Wilson give him crap don't give me crap. I look today. His were in. Yours weren't. Mine are in. He's waiting. <laughs> They're in no, right now. No, he sent him in finally. 
Oh, he did, but he was waiting till Wilson got his right. in, just like he was waiting till you put right. your picks on our on our devious. I have he no is. idea who Wilsons are. I was. You, did you know what RJs were when you made your picks today? Devious. You copied his paper to keep him shutting him out. You're trying to shut him out. I did. I was I was typing mine. I was like, oh my god, these are so similar to RJs. He's gonna think I'm doing this on purpose. I was like, I don't care. I'm I'm picking the games I want to pick. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did look at your picks before. They're in an email thread. How am I not going to see them? We're going to have to uh, we're going to have to eliminate two of your picks today. <laughs> take, take two away. That's fine. I got nine. I got nine picks. Since nine. I'm Hugh Brinson's pick anyway, I'm just going to act like I'm the guy with 54 percent here. Yeah, so, right. Congrats to yeah. me. I won this year. Yeah, yeah you guys should so, have been higher. So all all three of us like the Ravens and the Titans. Yes. So, so they're in the, the parlay. So we have two legs of the parlay. Four games in. What can go wrong? Uh, we have the Ravens plus two, the Titans minus three and a half. That is correct. A lot can go wrong. Um, I, and I like the under too. I have the under is the best bet. I mean, the, the Steelers games just don't go over. They can't score. No, and I know that the Ravens. Yeah, and they're good on defense. Like they're just not going to get above thirty-five points in this game. By There's the no way, reason. um, I went back and rewatched the rate the Steelers played Lamar Jackson. The, their plan was outstanding against him. He had a bad game that game. Threw three picks. That that plan should be studied the way they played him. It will be too. What, what not, do they do? Not everybody has the personnel to pull it off. No, New England does. What did, What did they do specifically, Pete? Like, what do you, when you say? Well, they played a lot of basic zone against them is one thing, and kept eyes forward, which you have to do. Uh, and they kind of made him throw outside the numbers, or tried to force him to throw outside the numbers, which I think you have to do. He's so you phenomenal. Go, so so he's you do, sir. Who? Lamar Jackson. He's phenomenal with with what he can do. When you when he's able to run the ball, they limited his running too, and when you limit his run, it limits his pass, and that's the most important thing to do. I take away his run. That's what I would do. First and foremost, his run would be eliminated. Huh? You got to. Yeah. If like I always say, if Mark Ingram beats me, he beats me. So when you when you say take away the run, is you like you squat in zone and just don't let him beat you with the seams, and then just have guys prepared to close in. Don't let him throw the inside stuff because that's where he wants to go. If you look last week, there was nothing outside, nothing again. And so force him to go outside. When when he can run, when Lamar Jackson can run, he puts so much pressure on those linebackers that everything over the back of him is wide open. How many times have we seen his tight end wide open in the middle of the field? Because he can run. So take away his ability to run, make him hand the ball off, and then play your defense off of that. And I think that's what people are going to start doing. Take away your tight ends. The tight ends are – the tight ends – why easier open. said than done. It is easier said than done. England has such the a, personnel. They played him after the Steelers game and didn't really help, did it? He's a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal talent when it comes to getting outside with those legs and creating all kinds of problems. He, he's very good. Probably, but you know what? His touchdown, his passes, the the play receivers are yards in terms of being open is more yeah. wide open than any than any other receivers in the league, which tells you how his legs impact that. Right. So you got to take those away. He does make some tough throws too. I mean, it's not all. No, no, he can make throws, but it's a lot easier to play quarterback when you got wide open guys from your legs. Scheme them yep. open, or Pat, or 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 through the scheme like Patrick Mahomes, who always has wide open guys too. Um, His guys are always wide open too when you think about it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jets at Bills. Bills minus one and a half. The over under thirty six and a half. This could be a scorcher. And you think a lot of points are going to be scored, don't you, Pete? No, I don't. I think it's an under. I think it's an easy under. I think there's – the Jets' defense has actually played good football, and, and I think the Bills' defense is outstanding. Um, I, how long will Allen play? Why would you even play him? I don't get that at all. I wouldn't play him. 
Uh, but I think he's in for maybe two series, like a preseason game, and then to get him out, and then you get Matt Barkley. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think the Jets are going to score a lot of points. I love the under in this game. Yeah, Matt Barkley had to play the Jets last year. You know how many he scored? 41. <laughs> so well, the Defense is a little bit better, though. A little bit. I mean, they're not great. They're not scored. We've been watching them the whole time. Yeah, I'm not... Bills are a run team, and the Jets have a great run defense. I, I would lean to the under two. It's just so low that I'm not going to take it. It's scary because my lean would also be to the Jets. I mean, the Bills aren't going to play Allen for 60 minutes, and the Jets want to go much out do with you a think bang. He'll play. I, I can't. Even, I mean, one series, I would probably. Yeah, one or you two. You just don't want to get him hurt. No, you're not winning a game with Matt Barkley no. quarterback. Get him out of there. So I'd have this line at Bills minus seven if they were trying, but in this situation, I lean to the Jets to win. Um, to win outright, they're going to want to close out with a bang. Uh, if they get a win here, they'll be six and two in the second half with Gase. That's something to build on. They'll blame the Darnold mono and they'll blame injuries on the early in the schedule on their on their uh, bad run at the beginning of the season. And they'll say, hey, we got something here, six and two to close it. Yeah, yeah, let's run it back and and do it all over. So this would be a big win for him to go get, and the Bills aren't going to care. They're locked in. Question for you: Buffalo at Houston, wild card weekend. What's the line? The line will be Houston minus, I want to say, four. That's probably. what I thought, four. Mm-hmm. Grab them bills. Uh, oh, yeah. I said that I said that last week on the podcast. Like, or maybe, uh, I guess, on the Saturday recap pod. Like, the bills are going to be dogs going to Houston, and they are going to blast Houston. By the way, there's nothing, there's nothing better than a nationally televised Bills game and the crap that Brinson and Jamie Eisenberg and everybody send to me about Josh Allen on that text all day. Oh, You're gosh. nonstop. You two are nonstop. It's well, unbelievable. You were just trying to get me riled up. I know what you were doing. Yes, yes, obviously. Did, which one way, you, what I want to know is which one of you notified the other and said, go all in on Josh Allen so Prisco gets angry. No, 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 no. It's just we just both know to do it at the same time. There's no like, there's no side piece. It's great because uh, then Brinson's going all in on me, and then he throws that rifle shot down the Dawson Knox down there, and Winston goes <laughs> immediately. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, it's like all of a sudden the next day I got quiet. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I wrote the same thing here. I got the Jets as the best bet in this game. Um, like, I, why would the Bills play their players? They are locked into their playoff spot. Do not play your players. Sean McDermott comes from the Andy Reid. Um, you know, uh, coaching tree that Andy Reid loves to rest his guys. And I think you will see Sean McDermott rest his guys knowing that he cannot suffer a major injury to somebody like a Tredavious White, uh, Josh Allen, a Devin Singletary. There's so many guys you don't want to get hurt that you're going to, John I think, Brown, John Brown. Exactly. And, and, um, RJ spot on. This is what I wrote in my picks from, uh, I guess this Christmas morning or whatever. Uh, the Jets should be playing to win and get to seven and nine, which will feel like a victory for Adam Gase, uh, after the slow start. I think Le'Veon Bell can end up with a decent game running against the Jets, running against the Bills as well. So I will take the Jets plus one and a half as a best bet. And Pete has the under. Pete does not have the under in the Falcons Buccaneers game. It's in Tampa Bay. It's a pick 'em. The over under is 47 and a half, Pete. Yeah, I know these two defenses have played much better as of late, and both of them actually. A big improvement from what they were early in the season. But I think this one's going over. It's a meaningless game for both teams, unless you're looking at the Falcons and they're playing for their coach, which doesn't really matter anyways. I think they're going to score points. I think both sides will go up and down the field. Uh, Jameis will throw pick six. That'll get an easy seven for somebody. Then he'll come back and throw for about 380 yards and, and three touchdowns. I think Matt Ryan will have a big day. I think this one goes over and it's pretty easy. And he'll cash the, uh, lead the league in passing yardage for me. 
because I have him at 12 to 1 to lead the league. In Do you really? Yep. Oh, wow. Loved, loved him in Bruce Arian's scheme. They're, I think the Tampa does have something to play for. They're 7 and 8 now. A win is a is a eight, not, eight. not a losing season. And that's something to hang your hat on. First year coach taking over a bad team. Um, and for Jameis, if you go 8 and 8 with that team, I got to feel pretty good. Uh, Bucks overs are 11 and 3 this year. Jameis throws touchdowns to everyone wearing a jersey, like you said. <laughs> I expect him to throw a pick six to a ref at some point. I just, I don't know how it's going to happen, but he's just going to do it. And Tampa blew out the Falcons in Atlanta in the middle, in the middle of Atlanta's hot streak. So I think they can win here. The lines moved a little bit to Tampa's. It's not pick them anymore in the market. I think as of Thursday afternoon, it was one and a half or two. Um, so I would lean to the Bucks as well. I'd lean to the over as well, but neither of them are that strong because I could see one of these defenses showing up a little bit. Right. The offense just gets concerning, up. but I still think they're both going to play loose and throw it around and score a lot of points. How did I not get on that Jameis Winston bet? How is that the one thing I didn't take before the season? I don't know. I talked about it. I think we talked about my futures. I wrote it, wrote it in the, the article I had. Liked it. 12 to 1. You know, the Cook bet's not going to happen. No. It came close, though. I mean, yeah. doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just got hurt. That's what we said. Um, Dak Prescott, the closest to Jameis at uh, 45.99. So you can feel pretty safe unless Jameis gets hurt early. That he's Did you see all the all the, the five or six leading passers in the league? I think all have losing records or, or 500 records. Not even 500 records. I didn't see that. Uh, was it Jameis, Dak? Um, Bill. Matt Ryan. Uh, Rivers, Goff, Ryan, and then yeah. Wilson at sixth. It helps being down big. Well, when you're down, you, that's not because of the, the way you play yards. offense. It's because you're down right. and your defense stinks. It, it's going to be a dogfight for something like Jimmy Garoppolo's at 36.93. Does he get to 4,000? Maybe. Close. 36.79 for Rodgers. 36.63 for Derek Carr. He won't get there. Thirty-six oh three for Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, he blew right? his he blew his chance Monday night. Yeah, we don't have to rehash that. That was horrible. Mahomes, only, I mean, he, he only played he missed games, obviously. But um, Watson thirty-eight fifty-two. He should get there. I mean, maybe though that they sit guys. Who knows? Not going to be a lot of four thousand yard passers this year. Just one five thousand yard passer. Congratulations on your bet. Um, I wanted to take the Falcons here, but the Bucks are too insane. Like, you can't trust the Bucs to do anything good, anything bad. They're going to throw picks. They're going to score points. I would probably lean over with you, Pete, but I might wait and do it live and just see if they get a slow start and you can get, like, a 40, 45 or 44. But if they come out and score points early, then, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to grab that. I wouldn't jump in on live because we saw what happened with them uh, last week. Dolphins at the Patriots. Bill Belichick said this is a playoff game, and he's not wrong. Win. Patriots win. They get a bye. They get a week off after that. Patriots minus 15 and a half over under 45 and a half. Pete. 44 and a half, excuse me. Pete. Yeah, New England's offense has been bad, but it came alive, mm-hmm. alive a little bit last week. And I think that's a good sign going forward. And they have to get it even more moving in that direction this week. And what better tonic than the Miami Dolphins defense? It is putrid. It is bad. And Miami's offense is capable of scoring points, even though New England's defense is outstanding. So I'm going to go over the 44 and a half. I think there's going to be a, uh, more points than that scored here. Probably near 52 is what I think. Uh, so I like uh, the over in this game. Is there any worry about the Pats resting guys in the second half when they're up big? But Miami will score some garbage points, though. If they do, they'll rest them on defense, too, so they'll get some garbage points. Maybe. they. We just talked about you can't sit everyone, so maybe they do. But yeah. I, I mean, Miami will score. 
they can score. They scored a lot of points. They have. Uh, a Pats expected a roll here. 11 if the Pats 15 games that have gone under 45. I just wouldn't trust going over on this total. Um, I expect the, the New England defense to dictate the game. I mean, as, as much as Miami can score points, it could, you could easily see like 24-3 going into halftime because uh, the Pats defense is just so good. And Fitzpatrick, who knows what he's going to do. Um, Miami only has nine turnovers in the last eight games, so I don't expect it. I would take, a, a, as for the over, I would take 24-3 at the half. Yeah, but then the Patriots stop playing. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd still take. Tw- I take my. Ch- if it was 24-3 at the half, I take my chances with that. I don't yeah. think they're gonna stop playing. I mean, they lost on the Miami miracle to this team last year. I mean, I mean like it, this is everything for the Patriots. I don't think they'll stop playing at halftime, but I think third quarter you throw you could throw Stidham in there late in the third quarter and when just was, run when run it the was clock out. Thirty-seven ten, and it's already an over. I could see that happening. That could that could also happen. I mean, it's just. Anything can happen in this game. I just don't, I would lean to the under, but I'm not I'm not strong either way. I, I wouldn't take it as a best bet either side of this. The Patriots are actually pretty good against the spread in these spots. They've gone 19, 11, and two as a two touchdown home favorite since 2015. Week I, 17, though, never never tell what happens in week 17. Right, week 17. No, hard Bel- dude, Bel- they have to get a bye if they want to go to the Super Bowl. They're not winning three games. And the Chiefs are probably beating the Chargers in the same same time slot, right? This is a four twenty five game. No, it's 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 at the same time. I just think that they can run the ball in the second half and not and just you know run down, run well, up their lead and just run the ball, run the ball, run. Yeah, the ball. they're both they're both playing at one o'clock. So yeah, but I mean, like this is a Ryan Fitzpatrick team that I mean, he's you, you also don't know if Miami's going to show up. I mean, didn't what they play overtime last week? Yeah. I mean, who, maybe they don't come out. Well, they're, they're a bunch of young guys that just go out and play. They don't, they're not going to be veteran guys. Maybe they, maybe they take a week, you know, start their offseason a week early. You just don't know with these teams that don't have anything to play I, for. I, I don't know. I just think it's going over. Loose. Um, 44 degrees and sunny. With That's light. good weather. Yeah. It's not supposed to rain until the afternoon. So they should be clear. They might get some showers late. I don't know if that impacts it. I would lean Patriots here, personally. If Belichick's treating it like a playoff game, I don't think he's going to blow out his old, like Brian Flores. I don't think he'll embarrass him, but he is going to want to make sure this is not close and cannot be, um, he doesn't want to see an onside kick at any point in the fourth. You know what I mean? Like that's a, it's a huge deal for them. They have to get that by and they have to get the second seed and they have to be able to have one home game and then go to Baltimore is their plan. And that's that it has to happen. Raiders at the Broncos, a not-so-meaningless game. The Raiders can make the playoffs if a four-game parlay hits. Uh, the Colts win, the Steelers lose, the Titans lose, and the Raiders win. And yet, the Raiders at the Broncos, Broncos minus three, Pete, over under 41. You know, the interesting thing about that entire parlay is almost all of it can happen, but the one that concerns me most is the Raiders win in their part of it. Because I don't think they're going to. I think the Broncos have played good football lately. And and back-to-back road games for Raiders, they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl last year if they won back in L.A. Uh, I think the Broncos are playing much better on offense with Drew Locke. I still am not a believer in the Raiders' defense. And I'm just going to lay the three points. I, I don't believe in, in the Oakland Raiders. Now, everything else happens. 
they look up at the scoreboard, there might be a little extra juice there, but I don't see it all. I don't see them getting it. Yeah, if you're going to play the Raiders, get it at plus three and a half because there's plenty of those out there. Um, the, the Super Contest put out three, though, as the line. My lean would be to Denver on that line, based on what you're saying. Oakland's overachieved in their record all year. They have a minus one 105-point differential, uh, and Denver's is minus 35. Now, to let you know how bad minus 105 is on a point differential, it's worse than the Detroit Lions, who have the number three overall pick as of this taping. So they are worse uh, scoring and allowing points than the Lions and pretty remarkable that this team is available for a uh, in play for a playoff spot when that's the case. So yeah, I agree with you. Broncos playing well. I think they'll close out the season strong. I like. I would like them to get the win here. I'm just a lean though because obviously the motivation favors the Raiders here. I like the Broncos as the best bet, and you know why? Because Derek Carr, who ruined my Raiders under by beating the Chargers, ruined my day by beating the Chargers because I had them as a best bet. Like I'm dumb. Um, he stinks in cold weather. Jack Del Rio called him out the other day on it. 0-3 straight up, 1-2 and against a spread in sub-40-degree weather in December games, I believe, since 2016, whatever the hell he came in the league. The under, by the way, is 3-0 in those games. The Raiders total 32 points in those three games. They can't score. Josh Jacobs, I saw, like, Ian Rappaport tweeted his status is the same for Sunday after he had surgery. He's not playing if he had surgery. Get out of Dodge, man. This is insane. The Raiders are not going to score any points in this game. Drew Locke's going to have a nice game. And I think the Broncos are going to throttle them. I think it would, uh, say 24 to 7. That's your final score. Under and the Broncos, two best bets in this game. Can you imagine if the Raiders didn't blow the last game in Oakland to the bad Jaguars team? Mm-hmm. They basically be playing to get in, right? I don't know what the the tiebreaker is between them and the other teams, but well, they'd be they'd, they'd be alive be, for sure. They'd be eight and seven, and the other yeah. two are eight and seven, right? But, so, so I just don't know what the, the yeah. tiebreaker is among all three of them. Crazy. They would be needing the Colts probably though, because if you already need a loss, loss, and a win for the Raiders, and then right. they also need the Colts to win too. So right. I mean, that Colts game is still going to affect them in this right. one. Uh, do you want to put the Broncos in the parlay? Yes. Yes, I'm fine with that. Okay. So By the way. We got a three team. Uh, producer fill in extraordinaire Jacob tells me that uh, Josh Jacobs surgery is for a superficial skin infection, so it actually yeah. isn't going to affect it. Yeah. You guys could have yeah. mentioned that. I just thought it was like a shoulder surgery or something. Oh, yeah, it's skin infection. No, the, having... rap was, the rap was on his leg, so it definitely wasn't the shoulder. We just okay. didn't know what the, the what it was, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, I was in the car after that kind of analysis. I saw the tweet before I left. Uh, hey, when I was covering the Jaguars, a guy had a bone bruise and his skin got infected and it was the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. He had, they had to drain it. They had to drain the bone bruise and then it got infected and the blood came out in his boot and filled up his boot on the flight home and, it, and they had to debride the whole, it was disgusting. He almost died from that. It was, a, it's bad. That's disgusting. Uh, lovely story. No, it's just the brut- brutality of the game. It just you think a little simple bone bruise, but when you go out and practice with it and practice with it and get, keep getting kicked on it and kicked on it and kicked on it, then it gets worse and worse and worse and it gets infected. Bad. I hope wife serves you tomato bisque for, su- for dinner tonight. No, I wouldn't eat that anyways. You wouldn't eat tomato bisque? No. You don't like a bisque? No. Like a lobster bisque? My wife had lobster bisque yesterday at the restaurant for Christmas dinner. Where'd you go? Uh, Italian restaurant in Coral Springs called Tavolino. Outstanding. It's a very Christmas. Yeah, we had a a nice uh, Goomba meal. It was outstanding. Um, Nobody had to cook, which has made it even better, or clean up, which makes it even doubly better. That's what you really want, exactly. 
Okay. Uh, I think that does it. That gives us our parlay, too. Ravens, Titans, Broncos. That's a winner this week. I like that. Yeah, I, I like it. Too. I like that. I like Finally. that one a lot. Huh? Fire on it? Finally. What did you say? 50 dimes Finally. For sure. RJ said put 50 dimes on it if you're listening. It's going one and two. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't know how it's going one and There's two. There's somebody out there who's getting rich fading our parlay. So like, man, every week. Oh, I, just... can't, I can't tell you how many times during the week I get a tweet from somebody saying, I've been fading your picks and making money. I'm going, glad, good. Glad I could help you. Everybody tweets you and says, I'm riding your, I'm tailing you. You're doing great. No, Who ever. Knows? Never. I had that happen like a couple of years ago. I got really hot the final three or four weeks of the season. And um, people were like tweeting me. They're like, dude, what, what, what you got for week 17? What you got? I was like, whoa. I was like, what are you, are you tailing me? Like, what's happening here? And apparently there were some people out there tailing I've me. I've actually been pretty good in the last month of the season. I had a bad start to this season. Yeah. Bad. But like, I've been over 500 against the spread every week for the last, I think for the last five, four or five weeks. So give you remember a, that one week that you circled and sent to me on, uh, on a text chain, will you, what was it? Two and 14 or whatever it was. What was that? Two and 14. I think. Well, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing when you go two and 14 this week, two and uh, 14 this week. Yeah. I'm going two and 14 this week. You're going two and 14. You I'll go in the witness protection program. If I go two and 14 this week. All right, Pete, let's get your best bets. A lot of them. <clears throat> you got the Tennessee Titans. <clears throat> I'm choking over here over my picks. Titans minus three and a half. Bucks Saint, uh Falcons over forty seven and a half. Seattle plus three. You don't need the three and a half. They're gonna win the game outright. Play them on the money line. Uh Giants plus four and a half against the Eagles. Uh Denver minus three and a half against Oakland. Baltimore plus two uh, against the Steelers. Uh Buffalo, New York, Jets over for thirty six and a half and Miami, New England. Oh I mean Buffalo, New York under Miami, New England. Over. You know, that gives me eight picks. You know why? It's week 17, and I feel good about my picks, and I am catching RJ this week. That's my goal. I threw a ton in also, so I'm giving you How a, many did you put a in? Chance. I'm eight, I think. Eight? Where are the eight? You know, I got nine. Eight. Three and five? You don't catch me, because huh? none of yours are similar to mine. Well, you're, except none of them are similar. You're, well, you're going over. So uh, our well, picks here, you're going over. You're going 214 on the site. Well, you're going to be crying like a baby on Sunday night. Well, we have three picks that are the same because they're in the parlay. Yeah. You're going to be crying like a baby. You didn't make them all your best bets, though. You just put them in the parlay, did you? All my best bets. Oh. Copying my – so you know what he's doing, RJ? He's Send copying – Yeah. He's copying everything we got. You're a baby if you do that. I'm not sending my picks in early. Don't <laughs> send them in early next week. Playoffs <laughs> count. doesn't matter. It's playoffs. Playoffs count, by the way. Yeah. Are we going to do the – are we going to do the playoff – we're going to do the – we'll count the playoff picks as part of this. But we're right. also going to do the playoff game where we get $1,000. Yes. And get to we'll do it again. I like yeah. that game. I was yeah. good at that game. You like it because you won. I won. You're the... not going to like it after this year. Why? Because you're not going to win. <coughs> I'll win again. I'm the reigning champ. I will win again. I'm a king of the postseason. I've always been good in the postseason, by the way. I just had to... I'm the one guy that actually said the Giants would beat the Patriots twice in those playoff games. Remember, Brinson? Were you around back That's then? True. That's true. I was here in 2011, second yeah. year. All right, Pete Briscoe's got to go. RJ, we'll be back to break down the rest of the games. Talk to you next week, Pete. All right, guys. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Chris Gore has departed us, but RJ and I soldier on bravely. Reminder, you can watch this at YouTube.com slash CBS Sports. Redskins. Cowboys, RJ. Cowboys coming off the game that probably is going to get Jason Garrett fired. But if it doesn't, this will be the game that gets him fired unless they win it and the Eagles lose because that's the only way the Cowboys can get into the playoffs. Cowboys minus 11 at home against the Redskins over under 44 and a half. You and I agree too many points. Yeah, the look ahead line was Dallas minus seven and a half. And why did it move three and a half points? Now, maybe it was because the look ahead had baked in. Dallas might not need this game and rest players because if they would have beat the Eagles, they would have been locked in. So maybe that's at stake. But Keenum, it's not Case Keenum. Keenum is not a downgrade at quarterback from Dwayne Haskins. So you don't move the line off that. Uh, something's clearly wrong with Dak. When you look at him, him throwing those passes, he's been misfiring, overthrowing guys. The shoulder obviously is, is an issue. And uh, clearly his throws were off in the Eagles game. They should have been able to beat the Eagles, and, and he just wasn't healthy, it didn't look like. And even though a loss would lock Washington into the number two pick, so you figure motivation is there for them to lose, is that going to matter to Keenum? He's a free agent. Is that going to matter to Callahan? He's not going to be the coach. So might as well go out with a win, try to beat the, the Cowboys. And I think they do have a chance. I would not mind betting the money line in this game. Because not only is plus 11 too many points, just with an unhealthy Dak and the way the, the Cowboys shrink in these big spots, I don't know why you wouldn't just take the money line here. Washington could be on a 5-0 and against a spread streak. They should have covered versus Philly. That was that garbage defensive touchdown at the very end that stopped that. And they didn't get the ball in overtime against the Giants. If they would have got the ball, they could have won the game there. Um, so Cal- the Redskins could be on a 5-0 and streak against spread streak, and they're not because their last two games have ended weirdly. I think they're playing really well. I don't see how the Cowboys cover this number. I'm, I'm with you 100%, and I agree. Case Keenum, not a downgrade. We saw early on in the season, he was winging the ball down the field, and they were getting vertical with it. Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims, this team has weapons. Um, you know, Darius Geis, of course, banged up, but I mean, the run game with Adrian Peterson will be fine. I mean, this probably, this, is this Adrian Peterson's last game as a, as a professional football player? It's possible, right? I mean, he might come out motivated to, to go out on a bang, and he, he's always kind of had some juice going up against, um, against the Cowboys. He's not going to pass Marcus Allen on the all-time touchdown list. He has 111, but he did pass Walter Payton. And if you got two more, I mean, like he'd like to be, you know, give himself a little cushion up there um, at number four Payton. on the list. What's that? You think he needs a cushion on Walter Payton? I just think he'd like to, a little, you know, like he doesn't want to be passed by somebody in the future. Then you think 113 will do it? I, 113 has a better chance at 111. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, it has a, I think they're very, very close. Well, yeah, but like, if you look at the number of rushing touchdowns, it is, I don't know, it feels like it's gonna take a lot of rushing touchdowns. You seem skeptical of it. I don't think there's much difference between 113 and 111. Passing Walter's a big thing for him, and he's done that already. Well, what about Barry Sanders catching him? Or Marshall Falk? Not ruling it out. Marshall looks Or good. Frank, or Frank Gore. Frank Gore is going to play till he's 100, so you can't get to a, a number to stop him from passing you. 
The next, the next two active guys behind AP are Gore at 21st, who has 79. LaShawn McCoy tied with Terry Allen at 28th, has 73. And then you have to go all the way down to this sneaky one right here. Mark Ingram has 60. That's a lot. He's not going to get there, though, especially playing in Baltimore. Lamar is going to snipe some of those touchdowns. He ain't yeah. getting there. Todd Gurley, 58. He, he's going to retire by the time he gets to 70. So that ain't happening. You know, you know who else has 58? Cam Newton. I don't think he's getting there either. Oh my god! And then you have to go. Oh my god! All the way down to Zeke Elliott is the next active guy with thirty nine. He could do it. There's... No, no. Sure, he could. He might. I mean, he'll definitely pass one eleven. I don't know about one thirteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, let's go. That's good. You got me. Uh, Browns, but we're both on the Redskins here. We like him. Uh, Browns minus two and a half at the Bengals. The over under here forty. Four and a half. I can see no good reason, RJ, why you would want to back the Browns. Are they playing for Freddie Kitchens? Do they want Freddie Kitchens back? The Bengals are terrible, but they're like trying hard. I feel like the Browns are checked out. Their season's over. I don't know if Beckham's not going to be gassing it for this game. What is it? What's he trying to win for? Jarvis Landry's going to try. Baker Mayfield's going to be good all of a sudden. Please. Yeah, the reason you would back the Browns here is because they have more talent, but you could say that for a lot of their games, and it hasn't helped them out so far. Uh, I would lean to the Bengals. You can get probably get it at three. I put it up at uh, three at Sportsline. So um, look for those Bengals plus three. Neither team's playing well. The Bengals did show some fight coming back on Miami. Andy Dalton's playing for his next job. Uh, Browns D has completely fallen apart since the Steelers game. And uh, in one of those games, they played Cincy. Cincy outgained them 451 to 333 in week 14. You can see something similar here in Bengals getting the win at home. I can't imagine betting on this Browns team on the road. So lean to the Bengals, but since it's two and a half, it's only going to be a lean uh, in the contest. Um, but if you can get three, play the Bengals. All right. Bears at Vikings. The Vikings minus one, the over-under 37. This is a game that I was going to play as a best bet, but I was, thought you'd be mad that mine were too similar to yours. I love the Bears in this spot. The Vikings are locked into the sixth seed. Mike Zimmer's going to rest, guys. There's no, they're not chasing anything. They got humiliated in Green Bay on Monday night. They're not going to come back and just throttle the Bears. The Bears have a good defensive front, and they will be looking to throw the ball with Mitchell Trubisky in the in the season on a high note despite not making the playoffs. I think the Bears easily win this game despite it being in Minnesota. Yeah, Matt Nagy made some noise early in the week about maybe resting players. I'm like, resting them for what? You're going to the offseason. Uh, they're seven and eight on their record now. They could get to 500 with a, with a win. And I think that's yeah. going to feel less like a disappointment. Uh, you know, there were high expectations in Chicago this year, but at least finishing at eight and eight is, is better than finishing with a losing record. Uh, I also expect the Vikings to rest their players, if not the whole game, you know, at least after a drive or two, treat it like a preseason game. Um, otherwise the line will be minus seven, you know, Minnesota. So the line is baked in that there will be resting, but Bears having that win in front of them. That's why it's the best bet for me, plus one. And even when the Vikings were trying, they've had zero success against this Bears defense. They averaged 218 yards a game in their last three, dating back to the start of 2018, including getting blasted in the uh, the season finale last year when they did need it. So what's the difference going to be in this game? I, I expect Chicago to try hard. I think they're going to win. My lean would be to the under 37, but uh, best bet is definitely going to be Bears plus one. I I would like the Bears as well, and I, I think that under is a pretty good bet too. Uh, Colts minus three and a half at the Jags. Wow, you have the Colts here. I like the Jags. Not enough to make them a best bet. I do agree with you on the best bet on the under, though. As I wrote in my picks, um, I, I actually wrote, I think I wrote, what is the under on this? And I looked it up. I was like, 43. They're not getting there. These teams don't score. They don't want to score. They're not, they don't try hard. They're both sort of washed up. They're slow, methodical. They like to run the ball. I see no way 
that these guys get to 45-plus points. The Jags have less than 300 yards in four straight games. Last year's finale, they had 119 yards when they had quit on the season. They they definitely look like they've quit on this season. They've quit on their coach. Um, I think their unders have gone uh, – their totals have gone under in four straight season finales, so they just don't like playing in Week 17. Colts haven't played well either, but they showed last week they can roll against bad teams. They had some special teams help, but even you take away the special teams touchdown, they still win by double digits easily. Um, so Reich also getting for 8-8. Eight and eight, That'd be big to avoid having a losing record. In their situation, they thought their season was over. Andrew Luck retired. If you can scrap this team with all their injuries to 8-8, eight and eight, I think that's an accomplishment. Uh, that's why best bet for Colts also minus 3.5. Jags are terrible. They completely quit. 1-6 straight up and against the spread in their last 7. It should be 0-7, but somehow the Raiders fell apart in their, their home finale, which the city will never forgive them for. Uh, so I think Colts are going to roll in this game. Under 43 is also a best bet. It's going to be another one of those 28-6 to six games like they had last week. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Under here. Even if, and if they score early, bet the under live. Cause you, if you get something in like 48 or like 50, jump on that live under. Cause we saw they just stopped scoring against the Falcons and that's not exactly a stout, stout D. Saints minus 13 at the Panthers over under 46. Panthers playing for nothing. They've been long since eliminated. Haven't won in five years, I don't think. And the Saints are playing for home field advantage. There's a reason why they're 13 point favorites at Carolina. Um, that's such a huge line, but I would not want to bet against the Saints in this spot, RJ. Yeah, nobody's going to take the Panthers here. Like, nobody. But my lean would be to the Panthers. They look uh, terrible, but you know, I'm just going to take a ton of points in an outdoors game for the Saints. Look ahead was 10.5. If there's any value, it's going to be on the plus 13. And then these trends have not been working for me. Every time I observe a trend, it seems to completely go against me. So I hesitate bringing this up. But all-time, road teams favored by double digits in Week 17 in these spots where one team is expected to quit and the other team's playing for something. Road teams are 9-2 and two straight up. They are two and nine against the spread. A lot of wins, a lot of times not covering. I think that's going to be the case here. Saints win. It's going to be by eight to 10, 11 points, something like that. And, uh, the people that's laid 13 with the Saints are going to feel kind of dumb. Yeah, you might be right on that. And like, no, you're right. Nobody's going to want to take the Panthers. Uh, by the way, the weather in Charlotte for Sunday. Um, I need to tell my wife this. She's driving to Charlotte on Sunday. Uh, 11 miles an hour wind, 66 degrees. Tons of rain all day long. Does that impact how you would feel about the over-under or the spread here at all? Well, you would think with the Saints they would run the ball more if it's raining, and the yeah. Panthers have the worst rush defense in the league, so it should actually be easier for their game plan to run the ball. They don't need to chase a, t- a record with Michael Thomas. He already has the record for reception, so maybe that's not going to be a factor there. I would still try to get him five or six, get him over 150. That would be a nice n- n- nice uh, thing. I don't know who the next guy's going to be to get 150 catches in a season, but but uh, it's a pretty big accomplishment. And then from there, just make sure Barry everybody's Sanders, healthy. So healthy yeah, uh, Malter Payton. Um <laughs> <laughs> so just rest up for the playoffs, you know, lean on your second half lead. Um, and then yeah, go get in the playoffs. Uh, another big spread on the road. Packers minus 12 and a half at the Lions. The over under is 43. Like the Saints, the Packers are playing for home field advantage and that's why they're a huge favorite. Although, I mean, I think you make the case that the Lions with David Blau, Blau, I can't even do it anymore. My voice is going, Blau, Blau, um, they're worse than the Panthers somehow. Yeah, and just going back to that same trend. I mean, it applies here. Road favorite by more than double digits. Nine and two straight up, two and nine against the spread. Uh, it's a dominant win by Green Bay on Monday night. The offense still doesn't look like it's fully clicked though. Lines are a mess. I don't trust David Blau against a defense that's played very well. Um, under six and one in the last seven for Green Bay. 
And if you get in that second half where Packers are up big, I think they could also rest players and get ready for the playoffs. So um, my lean would be to the under 43 here. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points. But uh, also be weary about taking the Packers minus 12 and a half because they don't, you know, road teams don't cover these big spreads in week 17. Ooh. I'd pick Packers and Saints. And I, it's you're right. It is very, very obvious. Like if you had, if you had to pick one of those teams, one of the dogs, who would you go? 77% of the bets on the Saints, 66% of the money on the Saints. That's also a red flag. 50% of the bets, 42% of the money on the Packers. A major red flag. Yeah, my lean, if you make me pick one of those dogs, I'm probably going the Lions. They haven't looked great. I think they've lost, what, eight in a row. But at least David Blau has a little more experience than Will Greer. Will Greer looked terrible in this first game. And um, they, they've they shown a little bit of signs of defense here and there. Um, so I could see them, you know, kind of showing up for this game. But okay. I don't think it's going to be great. I mean, you're with both of these teams, you're hoping they're we're, up. We're, we're talking about low-scoring games in both these. So you're covering your 12-and-a-half by getting like a 20-to-10 win, that kind of thing. Right. Like it's 20-to-3 late in the game, and the Packers or Saints give up a touchdown to David Blau or Will Greer, and they don't care because they're up another two scores. Right. Right? Yeah. Like we saw in Minnesota and Detroit before. Might have to go with the picks on that. Not going to like doing it, but I will be willing to try and pick up ground on it. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 8.5 over under 45. We are of the same mind here. Kansas City minus 8.5. Andy Reid. Wants a three seed, as he should, because you're going to get the Titans, Steelers, or Raven, or Raiders, excuse me, depending on who, who ends up in the playoffs, as opposed to getting the Bills. And you have a potential home playoff game, um, depending on what happens in the following weeks. So, uh, no brainer here that he's going to try and play his guys. And I think the Chargers have quit and they're going to run up the score on them. So you definitely would want to play the Bills instead of the Titans, is what you're saying? I'd rather play I mean, the Titans. The other way. See, I don't uh, know. I mean, the Titans look like a pretty good team. If you told me it was going to be the Steelers, I would definitely want to play the Steelers instead of the Bills. I would rather play the poo-poo platter of Titans, Steelers, Raven, Raiders than know that I'm playing the Bills. Yeah, I don't, I don't, the Bills have played very, I'm not going to, you know, crap on the Bills. Very good season, playing well, great coaching staff, great defense. Titans just, they've been so good over the second half of the season with Ryan Tannehill that I'm a little scared of them if I'm, if I'm either one of these teams. Now, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs don't really need to uh, be scared about a ton of people. They're playing great. Uh, one of two or three best teams in the NFL right now. Chargers continue to be a mess. That's why Chiefs minus eight and a half is the best bet. Only thing I worry about is the weather. We've been talking about, you know, weather on the East Coast is going to be pretty bad on the Eastern part of the United States in these games. Um, so maybe it's, it's a little bit lower scoring than we expect, but the Chiefs need this game, you know, two seed in play. These be, these have been fantastic since the bye. Four games. They've allowed 31 points total. That's, what, eight points, you know, a little bit less than eight points a game. And they rode turnovers to win in L.A. I think the pass game is going to be much better here. So you can even see a they won by seven in that other game, and this could going to be a bigger blowout. I think the line should be closer to 13, considering, you know, what Kansas City's playing for and how bad the Chargers have looked despite their stats. So eight and a half is a great value for us. And like I said earlier, tease it down at eight and a half, get it to two and a half. They're not losing this game. So you're going to win by at least a field goal. And, and you know, you got to think 65, 70, maybe even 80% of these, these times. So it should be a good teasing team. Yeah. And if you, if you're watching on YouTube and you wouldn't know this because you, if you're listening, cause you can't see it, but uh, our producer Jacob just threw up a great graphic. Um, the chiefs have allowed 9.6 points per game over the last five games. They've seen a drop in their last four games, of one yard per play on defense. That is a huge drop. The defense is playing really well. The under 
since Andy Reid took over in Kansas City 12 and 5 in December home games. The math seems fuzzy, but I'll put, I'll, I'll, we'll go along with Um, this is probably right. Uh, I like, I love the under here. I think, I think the under is a good bet. I think the Chiefs are a good bet. I think they're going to win this game 24 to 10, 24 to 13, something like that. They have the type of defense right now, the way it's playing, that Phillip Rivers will throw an interception in the fourth quarter as he's trying to come back to cover the spread. And do you think this Chargers team is going to come out here and try hard on the road in Kansas City? Like, I don't see why they would. The weather actually doesn't look that bad in Kansas City, by the way. Um, with, ooh, cold. I take that back. 41 degrees, 13 mile an hour wind. You Not think a team from LA? Team. Uh, um, and I, don't be fooled by River's success in the last, like, two years in Kansas City. I think it's a, Sort of fake. They were the one game they had where they won, and it sort of caught everybody by, by you know, better whoever. defense this year too. Much better defense, yeah, and and much worse offense for for the Chargers. So uh, yeah, I'm with the Chiefs, and I like the under as well as a best bet in that spot. Final game: Cardinals at the Rams. Rams minus th- three. Yeah, that's three? the line they gave us in the contest was minus three, but it, it hadn't been hung because nobody knows who's playing in this game. Kyler Murray had that injury at the end of last game. Rams have made some stink about not playing players. They could rest some guys, so Vegas doesn't know what to hang, so they're just going to leave it off the board, it looks like, for a while till they get more clarity. Well, <laughs> I bet the Rams at minus seven, thinking that Kyler Murray was not going to play and the line would move up to ten. So when I saw three, I got a little nervous there. It is off the board. I don't get. I understand the, the logic in the Cardinals wanting to play, Kyler Murray, because you want to be able to get him reps. I don't understand why you would play him. I really don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and I think the the market is uh, market's going to the Rams though. So I think it's more. I mean, it's going toward the Cardinals because the Ram, the line's coming down. So maybe they just expecting the Rams to rest players since that's what Sean McVay's talking about, and they expect Kyler to play because um, the line was, I believe, Tuesday at midday. It was like eight and a half at the Circa, the one place that had it open that I saw in Vegas, and then by uh, twenty four hours later, midday Wednesday, it come down to three. You know, three and a half. So I think that's just the expectation right now. It's based off of McVay's comments, and most of, most places don't want to post a line because they just don't know who's playing. Um, I think he's trending towards playing. Uh, Kyler Murray is. Uh, McVay, I think he probably might sit some guys just not to exacerbate some of these injuries. Um, line would be Rams 7 or higher if we knew they were going all out, but too much uncertainty. I mean, I'm not going to take this in contest. We're, we're, we shouldn't be best betting this because it's not a real line anyway, so I'm just staying away. Yeah, I'm I'm now regretting that bet that I put on the Rams. Thinking I was like, thinking I'm all smart getting the Kyler Murray injury. Dang it. Oh, well. Just have to buy buyback or something like that we'll figure it out uh that's it for the games and I, i'm with you don't 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 play anything on this unless you unless you see some injury news and you can react and the line is up at your book but that's probably not going to happen um if i was doing a pick'em pool and it's probably in the pick'em pool probably seven at least you know take the cardinals there because it sounds like the rams might rest guys so you're probably getting value on the cardinals just take them we'll take the cardinals and then it is an afternoon game yeah, seven and a half on on the CBS Sports lock pick them. So yeah, take the Cardinals. Like, you got to take the Cardinals there. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, that's it for the show. Our parlay: Titans minus three and a half. Oh, wait, you know what? I, I did that wrong. Pete Prisco, Pete Prisco's best bets are Tennessee minus three and a half, Tampa Bay over forty seven and a half, Seattle plus three against San Fran, the Giants plus four and a half against Philly. Denver minus three and a half against Oakland. Baltimore plus two against Pittsburgh. Buffalo, New York, Jets under 36 and a half. Dolphins, Pats over 44 and a half. What about yours, RJ? 
My best bets are also Tennessee minus three and a half at Houston. They're going to roll in that game. Chicago plus one at Vikings. Vikings are going to rest some guys. Indy minus three and a half at Jacksonville. Jacksonville has quit. Indy Jacksonville's under 43. Uh, there's not going to be points in that game because the Jacksonville offense is pretty bad. Washington plus 11 at Dallas. That line doesn't make sense to me. Baltimore plus two against Pittsburgh. They're going to win the game with their backups. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, under 37 and a half. No points in any Pittsburgh game, so why would they start now? And Kansas City, minus eight and a half against the Chargers. They are going to stomp them. All right, and my best bets are the Denver Broncos, minus three. Denver, under 41. Redskins, plus 11. Kansas City, minus eight and a half. I also have the Kansas City under uh, at 45 and a half. That is just way too high. The Jets, plus one and a half. Tennessee minus three and a half, the Colts under 43 and the Baltimore Pittsburgh under 37 and a half. Our parlay, RJ, so simple three teamer against the spread. No monkeying around, no funny business. Titans minus three and a half, Ravens plus two, Broncos minus three and a half. Wouldn't hate if you wanted to money line that either and just take the spreads out. This one's a winner. We get in trouble when we throw these totals in because it seems like we're, we're well under 50% on the totals we agree on. So and we throw all, these totals out. Just go with the spreads. And we all agree on these three games. Like usually it's like, oh, yeah, I can see myself getting on board with that under and then it doesn't cast. So we did this the smart way. Fundamentals. Back to basics. Week 17. Now it's time to get hot. There's no better time to bet than the, the uh, NFL playoffs. And we will have picks shows for you every week and get you covered. Uh, make sure to check out our picks pool, playoff picks pool. Uh, you can do that as well. RJ, talk to you next week, buddy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.